Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm the Vibe. And it's your girl, Queen K, and I'm the Vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queens with Fives and Visions. So, I'm 31. <sighs> Yay! My oh, yeah. I'm deep in these 30s. But how was your week, Queen K? <laughs> it was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Um, I had... Uh, fun. I was able to go on a family trip with my kids. My first ever time, my first ever time being on this earth for 30 years, ever going to Disney World. And it is definitely magical. Uh, My kids enjoy themselves. My son got to see another year of life. And I am so thankful that my best friend got to see her chapter 31, you know, the little things that we take for granted. But I am definitely excited about this next journey in life, not only for you, but for my son as well, because each and every day he teaches me something new. Um, Just Mm -hmm. before this little boy, I swear if you ever meet him in person, you will feel like, (laughs) oh, you've been here before. Like, he's just that type of dude. So, um, And that's what all my kids, all of them are amazing in their own way. But anyway, Mm -hmm. I pretty much, you know, despite everything that I got going on in my life, I've had my down days, but God has, he keeps pushing me through. So I'm thankful. Um, I still got all my basic needs met, so I'm thankful. Can't complain. How about you, Complex? Well, I'm blessed to see 31. I brought myself a lovely gift. It's on Instagram, so I want to go see it. But I'm not going to lie, today was a very testy one. Um, I got emotional. I snapped. I had to check my emotions. But I'm like, you know what? Everything's going to work out. And my cousin, I had to talk with her. Shout out to Tiff. Um, she basically said, you know, when you're about to grow in your life, God is basically just trying to see what are you going to do when things seem like it's just too much. And I kid you not, as soon as she said that, that's when I got the email about the changes at my job. And I'm like, yep, you're trying to teach me to be more patient because I want to be a self-love coach one day. And I have to be patient. And what way to be more patient than to have a caseload of people that want to cuss you out because they have problems, you know? So I'm like, okay, God, yes. yes. All right, here we go. So other than that, though, it was good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. And, girl, you got this. You know you can rock anything. You can do anything. You already know you got this in the bag. It's going to be a little adjustment, but you got it. I, I have no doubt in my body about it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. All right, y'all. So we're going to go ahead and get right on into there. Um, I'm going to hit y'all off with two A.O. King and Queen quotes. Both of them are sponsored by Pinterest. All right. The first one says, pray about it as much as you think about it. Y'all, whenever we got something on our mind that's heavy and we need some guidance and some clear, you know, some clarity, talk to God about it. He's the only one really that we can talk to about it that will help us work this out. I know going to your friends is therapeutic because I have complex to go to when I got things or my sister, my older sister, you know, or my God baby. But it's nothing like talking to God because he knows you inside and out. And, you know, he knows which way will work. So every time it's on your brain, pray about it. If there's something that you can't talk to somebody about, Pray about it. I, I guarantee God is waiting for you, and he's listening, and he already has a solution, okay? Yes. So that's one. My next one is every morning we are born again. What we do today is what matters the most, and that is by Buddha. Um, y'all, that one spoke to me because it's just like we can't keep on holding on to what happened yesterday or what happened to the past. I mean, I know that it's a stepping stone and it strengthens us. You know, our past does. But we got to live every day like when we wake up, it's a new day. We get a new start because we can't go back to tomorrow, you know. I mean, we can't Mm -hmm. go back to yesterday is what I meant to say. So just live it. Live it. Do better than what you did the day before. That's all. Each day you should take one step, you know, higher than you were. So that is my A.O. King and Queen quote. Now I'm going to jump right into this Queen K. Slay Tips. Um, y'all, this is a hair tip. This is something that I actually didn't know because I felt like I was like the queen of conditioner. But <laughs> it says hair tip. Now, I got this from Pinterest, y'all. It said it takes approximately up to 30 minutes for a conditioner to fully penetrate the hair shaft. There are really no benefits after leaving it on any longer. Mm. 
So after 30 minutes, your hair done already sucked up what nutrients it's going to get, whatever proteins it's going to get. After 30 minutes, that's it. Now, I know I had to um, say, like, no, nah, I'm going to leave my conditioner on overnight because it's going to be bouncy and soft. No, after 30 minutes, you're going to get the same effect that you got leaving it on there all night. So that's another step that we can cut out of our process, uh, especially with our natural hair sisters, because I know me. I will leave a conditioner on, baby, two or three days. But like they say, it's, 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 just, it's really not doing anything else. You know, after 30 minutes, it did what it's going to do. So, yeah, so that is my so that is my slay tips for hair this week. Y'all, we're going to jump on into this sipping tea for the soul topic. Y'all, we having another that's so true moment where me and Complex just basically get something off our chest where um, if we came across a meme, if something happened in the media, um, if, if something happened in our personal lives, and we just want to just hash it out. This is our our moment to just really just, just sit down and chat. So, Without further ado, I'm going to get into the using noise. My my aspect is noise, okay? Now, I'm going to read y'all something first that Complex actually sent me so we can understand it a little better. Um, it says, the colors of noise, white noise. White noise is the most well-known and is broadly spread across the sound spectrum. It includes low, mid, and high-frequency sounds, sounds like a fan or a television static. It is best for... Um, Sound masking and tinnitus, and that's ringing in the ears, okay? Mm. Um, okay, and pink noise. Pink noise is white noise, but with reduced higher frequencies and is considered to be more soothing for many. Sounds like rainfall and is best for sleep and also uh, has been shown to help improve memory. Brown noise. Brown noise is deeper and stronger at the low end of the sound spectrum with without the high-frequency sounds of white or pink noise. Sounds like soft, rumbling thunder. This is best for relaxation and has been known to aid in falling asleep. Mm. Now, with that being said, Complex, what noise do you use the most to ensure a good night's rest? I would say mine fall under white noise because I have to have the TV on and... Sometimes, well, if it's hot, I have to sleep with the AC on. But even if the AC is on, I've noticed when the TV, like, turns off or if, like, a show stops playing, I instantly wake up. Because <laughs> even though, like, you know, when I go into deep sleep, I don't hear the show anymore. I don't hear the show until I'm waking up the next day. But when it's silent, it's like, no, something, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's too quiet in here. I can't sleep. I feel more comfortable with that. When I was younger, I used to sleep in my mom's room and she would stay the night out of her boyfriend's mm-hmm. house and she would have her window open. And you remember how we used to like sleep? Like, remember how our apartment was right next to 696? Yeah. I used to go, I used to go to sleep just hearing like the cars at night, like, like the low humming of them. So I guess that would be pink mm-hmm. noise, but lately it's been TV. What about you? Um, with me, I'm a combination type girl because I'm a pink and a brown noise type person. I have to play uh, thunderstorms. Um, I mm-hmm. like when they start off, you know, with the rainfall. It can be heavy or soft, but then I like to hear a couple of little cracks of thunder, you know, here and there. Um, so yeah, I've been like this for some time. I started off with white noise because my mother is a fan queen, y'all. When I tell y'all she got all her kids marked, all of us, none of us can go to sleep without hearing the fan, okay? Um, I realized that I needed something a little stronger than the fan because the fan was making me sick because we have to listen to it to go to sleep um, because that's Mm -hmm. what we were trained to do. So uh, I noticed that, okay, I'm tired of getting sick. What can I do? You know, because as you get older, parts of your body start hurting when air hit it that shouldn't be hurting no more. You know, like your knees cracking or your elbows. Girl, I was tired of my back hurting. So (laughs) so I adapted to pink and brown noise, a combination of those two, just to get a good night's rest. And I will honestly say, rainfall and, you know, a little light thunder here and there, it definitely works. It will put you to sleep. Like, you don't think about it at first, but if you ever notice, don't you get sleepier or more tired or relaxed when it's raining outside versus when it's a hot, sunny day? So, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely 
I say pink and brown. Well, I, I think I'm over all three because I still run a fan, and then I listen to the rain, then the thunder. I'm all three, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't discriminate. <laughs> okay, I like the rain um, without the thunder. Really? Thunder scares me. Like that big boom. I was just like, like if it's just the soft, yeah. Yeah, it scares me. Shoot, it's thundering over here today. I apologize for y'all hearing the background. Shoot. Girl, it, it's storm so bad over here. I almost went to sleep on my job because I'm telling you, Wayne makes me sleepy. All right, kids, turn the lights off. I don't know why I do that every time it's a storm. I guess that's my grandma's thing. It's like, all right, turn the lights off. Stop moving. Don't make me sound. Like, no. Nah. I get sleepy when it's cold. Like, when it's cold in the classroom, I get sleepy. Like, I don't know why they thought, like, if you take a test in the cold air, it's going to keep you up. No, baby, it's the opposite for me. Sure, yeah. <laughs> She's taking the test. Knocked out, girl. <laughs> they be like, Tom's up. You wake up. All I wrote is my fucking name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, I failed. Shoot. I failed, Mama, I failed. Okay. <laughs> um, my next question is, do you think um, the different categories of noise is beneficial or a necessity to an adult with a busy life to shut some of that world out before we can rest and have a productive day the next day? So I'm going to answer this for me. Um, Okay. I think that the different noises helps my mood. If my mind is discombobulated, only thing that's going to help me clear it out is weed. I'm not even trying to be funny, meditating and all, but – I feel like certain noises, like, okay, like, say if it's a busy day and I feel like I can't focus and, like, you know, because my mind is in my personal phone. I work from home, y'all, and be honest with you, sometimes it's hard to take the job serious when you don't have supervision around you at all times. But I'm working <laughs> on it. So I would have to get a focus app and, like, the rain in the background, it helps me to focus. It helps. It, it doesn't like really clear my thoughts, but it, like it, it gets me into like a good mood. Or if I'm listening to certain songs, you know, because I feel like certain songs, um, it, it 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 helps with our mood too. So it doesn't really work for me on my mm-hmm. thought process, but it may be beneficial to someone out there. You hear what I'm saying? Like it may be because there there is certain um there there's certain meditation instrumentals that that is used for different chakras inside of us. Yep. So um, yep. it, it can it can balance you out. I just know for me, it's like I'm stubborn. It's like when I'm mad, I want to be mad. <laughs> you know, like I'm, you know, saying I have to hit the blunt <laughs> to calm down and just really think like, was it worth it? But I don't know. That's just for me. What about you? For me, um, my day is go go go. Like from four thirty. In the morning, I wake up and just go, getting the kids ready, getting to work by 6, closing at 6, getting the kids together, and it's like an ongoing process. I actually need the noise to put me to sleep because if I don't get any sleep, my whole my whole aura is off, my mood is off, um, I'm crankier. So I definitely need those sounds in order to go to sleep so I can be well-rested and be more prepared and level-headed for the day. I've realized that because um, I, I, I haven't been using my sounds as of lately. For the last two weeks, I have not been using my rain sounds that I normally use to put me to bed. And, baby, when I tell you these last two weeks have been the hardest for me because I haven't been able to fall asleep, I've been up and down. Like, when I'm playing my rainstorm, I'm usually – I usually don't wake up like throughout the middle of the night. But, no, lately I've been up and down and up and down. I've been tossing and turning. I don't know why I still haven't turned it on, maybe because I got a lot going on. But it it does help me to just blank out all my thoughts. Like as soon as I hear that rain get loud and that first crack of thunder, my focus is on that and listening to that. And then it starts making me sleepy when I got the fan blowing in my face, even though I shouldn't. But when I got the fan blowing in my face, it's just like all of those things. Oh, don't hit the dog. The dog in the street. I'm sorry, y'all. My bad. My apologies. Sorry, y'all. I'm outside in my car, and my neighbor almost yeah. ran over his dog. Sorry. Oh, but anyway, back to the, back to the show. <laughs> um, 
anyway, like I was saying, I'm a combination. All of those things have to be a combination because that is the only way that I can ensure that I can have a successful day for the next day. If I don't get my sleep, mm-hmm. everybody got hell to pay. Like my kids, my staff, students, everybody is going to catch this attitude because I just I can't have it. I can't because mm-hmm. I'm cranky because I'm tired. So, yeah. Well, okay. Right, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know that we were talking about like for putting to sleep. I thought you meant like throughout the day. So, uh, for for putting to sleep, I think yeah. I, I definitely think it's it's beneficial. You know what I'm saying to listen to it to put you to sleep. I thought you meant like during the day. I'll be like, hell no. Nah. Oh. <laughs> My mind is clouded. I can't. But no. Nah, but definitely at night. You know what I'm saying. Um. But sometimes it doesn't work still. If my mind is discombobulated, okay. it doesn't work. I have to put on affirmation music to help me. Um, yeah, I'm telling y'all, listen to Londrell uh, and Tony Jones and Lava. They are dope. I'm telling you, like, just just listen to it. I'm going to send you a song tonight and just go to sleep with it because I woke up the next day repeating it in my head. So I think it's beneficial mm. because it helps to reprogram your mind. Okay. Now, I've tried, okay, so I don't know what category of noise that will fit up under, like, listening to affirmations, but I've tried mm-hmm. to go to sleep to affirmations, and I can't because I just be so in tune on what they're saying that I can't fall asleep. <laughs> so, no, it'd be the same for I mean, me. Be, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I can't, like, affirmations is something that I would have to listen to while I'm at work. Like, that's the only way it would be. Because I won't get no sleep. Like, if I'm playing, because I've tried it before. I've tried to listen to um, one on peace of mind um, and uh, being a black woman. I've tried. Like, even though her voice was soothing, you know, and I liked the little sounds that she had playing low in the back, I was just so in tune on repeating what she was saying so I could get it through my head. I didn't go to sleep. I didn't fall asleep that night. So, I woke up the next, I mean, when I finally did doze off, I woke up and I was angry because I didn't get no sleep. Oh, shoot. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I remember when I tried to go to sleep to just like a regular affirmation one where they're just talking and you hear like the little ocean in the background. I started getting into mm-hmm. a deep sleep and I'm like, I can't hear her. And then like sometimes, like, you know how like when we go to sleep, um, the sounds around us get louder. Sometimes it would yeah. get loud and it would kind of wake me up because, like, it would kind of make me jump in my sleep. So I know what you mean, but this is more like a vibe type music. Like, like, they, like think of affirmations over a Janae beat. Mm. That's, that's, okay. that's why it's dope. So, But I get what you mean, though. Like, I can't go to sleep. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay, so my last one is, do you think using one of the noises should be a replacement to things like Z-Quil, drinking, smoking, or taking PM medication? Okay, uh, I'm a 420, so I'm die till I die because, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I think it, I think yeah. it just, I, oh, I think it just all depends on what works for you. And, like, I know yeah. for me, um, I need, I can't sleep in pure silence. I need for the TV to be on. I need for the um, air conditioner to be on. Uh, like I said, if it's raining but it's not thundering, I'll mm-hmm. even take that. But um, I think I think it all depends on the person. You know, like yeah. some people need Z-Quil to put them to sleep. Some people need melatonin to put them to sleep because they have insomnia. Like they have medications for it. Um, drinking. Yeah, I've never really known anyone to drink and go to sleep. I've known them to get violent, so I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> smoking, dude, I have to smoke me a blunt, you know what I'm saying, you know, just to mellow out for the day. So I don't know. What about you? Um, For me, okay, now, I, okay, so weed smoking, right? I, I, I totally agree with you because that also, like, you can get the downers to where you'll be more relaxed. Some people do use that for relaxation, so... Okay, so my whole take on it is I had to personally start using these noises because I was on PM medications. Like, I wouldn't even be in no pain. I would just have to have a Tylenol PM, a Motrin PM, you know, a Motrin PM or a Leave PM just to go to sleep at night. And I developed that addiction after I needed to calm. Okay, so 
Here we go. I had to rip the Band-Aid off, y'all. Um, mm-hmm. I said before that my last relationship was not the best. But uh, it got to a point where I was drinking every day, like every day. As soon as I got home from work, like, I would stop at the corner store and get me a drink just to go to sleep, like, and I'm not just talking about one bottle. No, it might be two bottles. It might be a mix of something, but I'm going to stay up until I finish the whole thing because I was hurting inside. I didn't have anything to help me stop the voices, and when I drink, even though sometimes it it wasn't, like you said, it do get you violent because it did, Mm -hmm. but it would help most nights to block that out and put me on something else to where I could yeah. relax and go to sleep. Because when you get too drunk, you get tired. Because you, you're tired of trying to pick yourself up, the room spinning, you just want to close your eyes, right? <laughs> yeah. So after yeah. I realized, <laughs> once I realized that that addiction was getting out of hand, when I couldn't comprehend for my kid, turned mm-hmm. to PM medication. Because I'm like, I need something to put me to sleep. Because it was a span where I wasn't going to sleep. I was going through too much drama. So it's just like, okay, at least if I take this pee of medicine, I can still cook dinner for my kids, and by the time it kick in, I'll, you know, I'll be done and ready to go to bed. So it got mm. so bad to where the the Motrin, the Motrin has started making me bleed, like, inside. So I mm. had to stop or no, so that scared me. Um, my doctor was like, you can't take Motrin, it's making your stomach bleed. Like, what are you doing? So, you know, Mm. I would tell them, like, I just needed it because I was hurting. No, no. And then, you know, other problems developed. So um, I've been using the noises for about a year or two. My therapist recommended it to me. So, Mm -hmm. um, because I was, you know, I have to explain this. I'm, I'm an open person with her. So I was explaining to her my different addictions and my battles, and she was just like, well, try this. Let's, let's, let's try this so you get you some rest because if you don't get you no rest, you're going to snap. Your behavior, your attitude, everything about you depends on the amount of rest that you get. You work hard yeah. so, and you have kids on your own. And I didn't discover this until, like I said, to after the breakup was over and I started talking to a therapist. But um, the noises, that's where the noises are for me. And I just, me personally, I have to use the noises over anything else because I feel like I become addicted too quick to stuff. So, mm. yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's that's why the noises work for me. You know, I commend you for ripping that Band-Aid off. Oh, yeah. No I commend you for ripping that Band-Aid off. Yeah. our platform. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to go over my aspect is um, what mentality do you have? So my first question for you, Queen K, is um, what mentality do you have? Um, do you have the you are the creator of your reality mentality or this is the card life dealt, dealt you? Uh, hmm. I'm kind of torn in between the both of them, to be honest with you. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I feel like... My family, for instance, stuff that happened to me and then my family, I feel like those are the cards that was dealt to me, and I just got to deal with it. But then as I grow and I get older, I realize I am the creator of my destiny. You know, I can only shape my future by the choices that I make today. I'm the one that has to put forth the effort. So right now I'm in the, in the mix of both um, because mm-hmm. it is certain stuff that happened to me. It's just like, well, hey. That's that's life. That you know, you don't get no do over. You don't get no skips, no drop forward, no reverse. That's it. That's what you were dealt with. That that's what was played. So you got to just deal with it and move on. And like I said, mm-hmm. now I'm in a transitioning phase where I'm learning about myself more, and I'm realizing every choice that I make, it has a reaction or I mean or a consequence. Every choice. It could be the littlest stuff. Oh, if I take a right down this street. Okay, well, look look at what you might turn into, you know, run into if you take a right down the street. But you made this right, so that's your choice. So this is the consequence that comes from that choice. Now you have to reroute because you done went the wrong way. So I feel like right now I am the creator of my destiny because God, he leads me, and I just have to go through him to make my choices. Do I listen all the time? No, I don't. I try to figure out stuff on my own. But then again, that's mm-hmm. something that I have to deal with because I chose that. Mm. Okay. Um, I think for me, uh, 
I had the mentality like these are this is the life that I was dealt. This is the cards that life dealt me growing mm-hmm. up with everything that I dealt with, you know, um, not knowing my father, you know, from my mom making that decision, uh, her being back and forth in my life. Um, then, you know, when she finally got clean, us having to go live with her. So it was like I really had no say-so, and I feel like that's how all kids feel. And as I got older, like I said before, it took me a while to realize that I was grown and that I was in charge of my own decisions. I was still comfortable with letting other people think for me. Like, I would always go to people about every problem that I had. But it took for me to move away, and it took for me to get into this apartment and really start just sitting down. And I remember I actually used to, like, like this was just my choice because I got tired of waking up mm-hmm. being depressed. I started writing down Psalms 23 because my mom always said whenever she used to call back home to my grandma when she was in the Army, my grandma told her to read that. And I started highlighting words that I wanted to know more about the definition of to help me understand it. And then I just started, you know, writing little activities. And I noticed that even though I'm writing about stuff that, you know, is like shadow work and facing demons, it was helping me to not wake, it was helping me not to think about what was making me depressed and, you know, basically what I had lost from dealing with the abuser. So it's like basically starting that, that's when it's like, okay, why don't we write this book? You know what I'm saying? Challenge yourself and everything and like, you know, see what you can overcome. Now I'm realizing it Mm -hmm. is up to me to change the narrative and to unlearn things that I was taught in my family. You know, like, I was conditioned, but now I'm, like you said, I'm learning about myself as well. And it's like, no, my family said this, but that's not what it is. This is is who I am. This is who I've always tried to be, and I was always told to come back down to reality and everything. Like, yes, like what we speak over our lives is so true. And I've always noticed, like, I never wanted to believe that I was the creator because I'm like, no, bad shit always happens but I always focus on the bad more than the good. Like when I pray about something, I still worry about it. No, let go and let God. Yeah. So, yeah, like, man, it's crazy. Our words, it's, it's just crazy. These sayings that we say all the time have so much meaning behind it. But um, yeah, that goes, into my, <laughs> that goes into my second question. Do you feel what you put out in the world comes back around to you? I definitely believe that wholeheartedly. Um, uh, oh, God, yeah, karma is real. Um, I don't even know. Oh, hey, that's the name that they gave it. So I do definitely feel like whatever, good or bad, you put out there is going to come back to you. It may not come back to you dressed up like you dished it out, but that is definitely going to find you. <laughs> that's why I'm a firm believer. Of, I know I I know I had, to, and then my thing is there's no timing for karma either. Like people think it's instant. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did bad to that person, so it's about to come back. No. It will hit you mm-hmm. at your lowest point. Like a lot of the stuff that, like when I feel like bad stuff happens to me, I really feel like, okay, now God, how can I correct this? Because somebody I've wronged and hurt now, this is why this is happening to me. Like, I have to talk to them about stuff like this. Because at first, I wasn't understanding why I was through in some, some situations that I was in. Um, mm-hmm. But I do feel like it was your karma. So I try my hardest mm-hmm. to put as much positivity and good out. And I noticed a change in my life. But, yes, it is definitely true. Whatever you put out into the universe, it's going to throw right back at you. There's no dodging okay. it. There's no way around it you're going to get what you put out there. Man, everything you just said is so true. Uh, it's like that picture where the guy is sitting in between dominoes and he pushes it, and you know it's going to come back around to him. It is mm-hmm. so true. There's good karma and there's bad karma. And me, a person that used to think that I was so perfect because I wanted to be liked, I didn't realize how I was coming off, you know, I was a person that was in survival mode. I was very defensive. I was very angry as well. Um, I was very insecure and sensitive. And that in one combination, I was a ticking time bomb. People, you know what I'm saying, used to have to really prep themselves to talk to me because they was like, I know she about to snap. You get what I'm saying? Like they could just see it in my Mm -hmm. face. But it's like 
that shit, you know, when when you start to really sit back and reflect on it, it's like, damn, I was fucked up. And then, like, you try to reach out to people and be like, damn, well, why did we fall out? And then you think about it, yeah. well, damn, look, look at how I came off to them, right? But like you said, it's dressed in different forms because it definitely yeah. came back tenfold to show me how I was, you know what I'm saying? Because I used to dress up my actions with excuses. I never wanted to hold myself accountable, but you have to because it's not going to dodge you, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if you are putting out good one day, you know, I'm watching Cold Case. You know, like, they, they, they killed somebody years ago, and then it's like 50 years later, you going to jail for the shit. It's like, you know exactly. what I'm saying? You can't run <laughs> from it. You, yeah. Right. Like, I know they be like, ain't this some shit. Nigga, I'm 75 years old. But <laughs> I didn't live my true. life, okay? <laughs> yes, I'm telling you. You cannot run from it. Look at what's going on with R. Kelly right now. He thought he was invincible. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. So, okay, my last question. Um, do you feel it's easy to believe life is out of your control because of the bad outweighing the good moments in certain moments of your life? Um, I used to believe that lie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I used to believe it wholeheartedly, but now I don't. I feel like the bad, you can you can shape it. You know, you can shape every loss or bad moment into a lesson. It's just all in your perspective and how you're looking at things and your outlook on life. Because I'm not going to lie, when stuff bad happened, I, I wanted to give up. Like, it's been – I've had a few failed suicide attempts, y'all. Like, it's been moments where I don't even tell people, but something happens mm. to where, you know, I, I don't – and I know that's nobody but God because he's like, every time something goes bad, you want to give up on life. Like, I've had those mm-hmm. moments. Um, But I definitely feel like it could be a lesson. You just got to look for it. You got to – open up your eyes and be optimistic about everything, like turn it into a positive and pull the lesson out of it. Like they say, um, every cloud has a silver lining. Y'all, even though it's going to rain, it's a beautiful rainbow that's going to appear. You just have to wait for it, y'all. We either going in a storm or coming out of a storm, but just know that you have people there to help you. Lean on that support system. I I bottle stuff in, okay? I have that habit bad. I'm getting out of it now due to this podcast, due to Complex always talking to me. Um, but I wasn't always like this. I wasn't always this open to talk about my problems or my situation. Um, but mm-hmm. I've noticed a difference, you know? I've noticed a difference. So those problems that I used to hold on to, it's better when I just talk them out. I get answers. Yeah. I get, you know, um, they get solved. I don't have mm-hmm. to give up every time, you know, or feel like life is over just because of a bad, yeah. uh, something bad happened. It's going to happen. That that strengthens you. Just use it as your strength. Don't let it defeat you. Just use it. Okay, that's another, that's another chest plate, you know. That's another shield that I got on me. So you mm-hmm. just got to take it like that because I'm telling you, it will get too hard one day and you will want to give up. I mean, that's just how mm-hmm. I feel like at this point, that's how life is. It's going to shape you. It's, def- it's yes. not for the week. Life is not for the week. I'm sorry. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry if I offend anybody, but this ain't what I signed up for, God. This is ghetto, okay? This is ghetto. But I'm going to push through. I'm going to push through. <laughs> Man, I definitely felt like life was out of my control on the round 2013 and 2015 because each year someone passed. And each year I was just living in fear about, like, okay, who's about to be next? And, yeah, it it just came three, like, triple death. And I'm like, okay, I can't do this no more. I had to run. But living out here in Pennsylvania, I'm realizing that um, I don't believe that lot either. You know what I'm saying? It's, It's all about how you look at it. You know, if I had this mentality that I had back then, I would be able to say, you know what, they're not suffering anymore. But I looked at it from a hurt and selfish mm-hmm. place because I have attachment issues and death always made me look at the world very different. You know, but death is never easy to overcome. As strong as I am, somebody passed tomorrow, it's probably going to knock me on my ass. You know, I'm human. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not invincible, but... I do believe that I am in control 
of there, there's there's some things that I'm not in control of. Like today, going to a visit, it was just no way I could get there faster because it was just traffic everywhere. People were driving slow. And I'm like, you know what? This is out of your control. You can't do nothing about it, so why get upset about it? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm, but but it all depends on how I look at it, too. You know what I'm saying? I got to look at it like, okay, maybe – Maybe it's traffic like this because maybe, you know, if you get somewhere a little bit earlier, you might just get into an accident. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, wrong, sometimes detours is a way to save our lives. I'm just learning yes. to look at stuff from a positive standpoint because, like you said, we're going to have, we're going to go through storms all the time. And each storm is going to shape mm-hmm. us. It's going to reveal to us who is there for, who's there for us and everything. But the mentality that I have now makes it easier to go through those storms, like, you know what, I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. So, yeah, that's my take on yep. it. Okay. That All right. That was a dope segment. That, that was some good girl talk right there, okay? Um, <laughs> all right, so we're going to jump on into the as a woman question. Complex, what's that as a woman? So I sent it to Queen K, and she said, well, she didn't say fuck me, but I felt it in her tone. But uh, she yeah. said she was going to hang up. So tonight, the as a woman question is, how much of your problems do you give to God, and what are you scared to give him? (laughs) (laughs) This laugh, dog, this laugh. (laughs) Girl, you want to know what's crazy is because I don't take everything to God, right? Even though he sees all and he knows all, I still don't take everything to him like I'm hiding. And he see me. But I guess he I think he finds humor in it. Like, okay, I'm gonna see how long she let this let this slide right here. Let let me see how long she's gonna try to keep this from me, even though I know how to give her the solution to it. So right. I swear, um, okay, so <laughs> I've been asking God to deliver me of a lot of things, right? Uh, I'm gonna go into this mm-hmm. one because it's kinda it's something that most people go through. So, um I I've been kinda struggling with this addiction to porn, right? And I feel like <laughs> I feel like hiding this from God. I don't want him to know that I watch this, even though he see me. Even right. though he see me, like I've been asking him to deliver me from people that ain't good in my life. I've been asking him to just save me from myself, and you know all of this stuff. Like I be in my, you know, I be in my little prayer zone, just really pouring it onto him. But I will not mention that. Okay, I will not. And I feel like. <laughs> to him. He already know what I'm battling with because I just like I'm going to just fix it myself so then I could just, you know, so I won't have to even tell God. Like that's how I, I get so embarrassed. Like it, it's just funny to me. Like when she first sent me the question, that's the first thing that popped in my head. I'm just like oh Lord, I got to reveal it. Okay. But yes, <laughs> I do. I don't take everything to God. Now my hard, hard problems even though I feel like, you know, that addiction is a hard problem, you know, because I shouldn't be watching it. Oh, I'm sorry. It's free, God. My bad. Um, right. But um, I take him pretty much everything now but that. But I do talk to him daily throughout the day, um, just about everything that I'm going through. I, I take a lot to him, actually. But, yes, mm-hmm. I do still hide, hide little stuff like that from him. I do. So, yeah, I'm working on it, y'all. I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am transparent with God, but I still don't give him my control. I won't give mm-hmm. him my control. Like, I will still think about how I want a situation to go. And, um, yeah, I get humbled all the time. I don't pour, I don't bring <laughs> it to him. You know, I just don't bring it to him. I'd be like, hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to see how I can get this to work in my favor, and I get slapped on my ass every time. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was I was afraid to give the whole, uh, the, the, whole, the whole sex, like being promiscuous, I was definitely afraid to talk to God about that. But like you said, he does know everything because me, like I was something mm-hmm. like rabbits with guys. Um, you know, porn, definitely all the time. Like, I would be in Pornhub, like, on, like, the 25th page trying to find something that could satisfy me. <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely, it's like, how do you talk to God about it? But it's because we were conditioned that. We were conditioned to talk about 
Like it was, it was, it was always supposed to be taboo. Like I was just talking to my yeah. homegirl earlier today. It's down to the point of you get, you know, like you used to get looked at a certain way if your legs were showing or if your if your, your dress was off your shoulders and everything. Like they look at you and judge you. So it's like you be scared to go to God about stuff like mm-hmm. that because you were taught you don't talk about it. But um, yep, he already knows. He finds a solution. And I really do thank God for Francis sending me that video of Pastor Mike Todd because Pastor Mike Todd is the reason why I live in my truth today because he gets up there and talks about his porn addiction a lot. So I am Mm -hmm. working on that. I'm working on, you know what, I'm not in control. I'm going to just give it to you because I still pray to God and I still worry. Even though I will chant, God got it, God got it, I still kind of worry, like, hmm, you know what I'm saying, when is he coming through? And he'd be like, hmm, I'm going to just be quiet and make you be on, you know, make you sweat yep. a little bit. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like God be up there like, mm. you know, I'm going to make this hard for her. Since she ain't want to come to me, or since she prayed about this and still tried to figure this out on her own, I'm going to make her sweat. Like, I, I had a very humbling experience with God this weekend. Uh, my account was uh, overdrawn, so I'm like, I'm just gonna do. First, I prayed to God. I'm like, God got it. He gonna handle it. But then, in the back, of, in the back of my head, I'm scheduling people to, you know, I had to take a here first off. But once my account was overdrawn, after I'm saying God got it, I ain't gonna worry about nothing, girl. I got on that phone. Hey, did you still want your hair done? And then, yeah. show sure enough, the day before or two days before. I got a blessing to where my account was back in the clear and I had money in my pocket. And here I am booking three people in one day. I was pissed, okay? I'm like, okay, God, I can't be better. Nobody but myself because I didn't let you handle it. Uh, I'm sorry. Yep. Like, he really humbled me this weekend. I'm just he like, okay, God, let, I got let, let it get up. Let it get up. Mm-hmm. Let, yeah, it get up. let it get up. Let it get up. My body was hurting, okay? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm all right. Come on, let me just braid you down. Well, girl, oh, my God. And like I said, the account was in the clear, and I had money in my pocket before I even had the clients, but I had a whole Saturday gone because I didn't didn't put a strong amount of faith in the fact that God already had it worked out for me. He knew my problem and my situation before it even happened, and even though I prayed to him about it and I – said that he had it, I didn't believe it wholeheartedly. I still worried about it, and that's why I made my own choices to book those three clients, and that's why Saturday I didn't finish doing hair until, what, 8 o'clock at night? So, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, okay. Mm. All right. Um. So we're going to jump on into that. Girl, I see you moment. Tom, what's the shot? I want to shout out to Raji P. Hudson. She just um posted on her page that she had I think she taped acrimony in five days while taping uh, cookies on Empire. She did that. Like, she, she, I got to give you your roses while you're here. Taraji is a damn good actress, and, like, she does not get talked about enough when it comes to, like, like she, she doesn't get put up there with Viola Davis and Holly Berry and them. She needs to. Yeah. Because she when I first saw you, when I first saw her as Yvette, I'm like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I heard people say, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, she ain't going to get far. And then she came out with Hustle and Slow. And then what else, mm-hmm. did, what else came out? Man, she, 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 just, she just up there. Taraji, man, listen, you are beautiful. Yeah. You are bold. Uh, I sound like Queen K because Queen K always be saying that to me. But, yes, like, girl, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Yeah, that I read that I read that post too, and I'm like, if that ain't black magic, come on now, come on. Yes. Um, I'm going to highlight. Who am I gonna highlight, y'all? I'm gonna highlight what's her name, Simone Biles. Okay, I'm putting her in there uh, because even though she withdrew from the Olympics, she went back. She still won a medal, but she went back despite despite not being treated fairly, um, despite the passing of her aunt during the Olympic Games. Like, everybody was just so quick to say, oh, she's being a crybaby because 
she won't get scored. No, it's not about that. This 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 girl trains very hard, and we we spoke about this on another episode, so I'm not gonna get too far in it. But this girl okay. trains so hard around the year. You cannot fault her for her black magic showing out on that stage because you see the little white girl right. that attempted her trick and fell straight on her neck. You can't mm. do it. It's okay. Go to bed. So treat her right. <laughs> So treat her right, like, and I just thank her for just even going back in the city and just still pulling it off, like, and she still won. So now what y'all gonna say? The girl took off, she came back, and still won. So, like, like Complex said, we gonna give you your roses while you here, baby. So I commend you, thank you for showing little black girls. My daughter looks at stuff like that, and I want her to see her people, people that look like her in sports like that, winning, you know, and pushing through despite all the odds. So mm-hmm. I commend you, girl. So that is my girl I see you moment. Um, all right. So we're going to jump on into um, Ask Queen K or girl, I got something to say. Complex, you got anything to ask me tonight? Uh, well, no, not really. Um, not really. Okay, you got anything not, to say? I got something to say. Yes, I <laughs> cool, do. Cool, cool, yeah. Okay. Okay, y'all. So we're going to get on the Puerto Rican princess, the Miss Do It Like a Show B-Day, okay? We're going to get on her in this messy, wasted reunion, okay? Now, the part, have you, first off, Complex, have you watched Jocelyn's Cabaret? Seen different, um, I've seen different clips, like, you know, when the girl, um, I think she had an abortion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like I can't watch it. Okay. Like, don't laugh, Nat. Don't laugh. <laughs> Sorry, girl, because I keep that scene just keep replaying in my head. <laughs> okay. So anyway, Jocelyn built this show. <laughs> Jocelyn built this show that she claimed that she wants to give these girls an opportunity to get out of strip club, get out of prostitution, get out of tricking, all this stuff, right? Um, but on the reunion. Even though in confessionals, you know, she was talking about them like dogs, but in their face, you know, she was she was being real uh, motherly-like or big sister-like to most of them. On the reunion, baby, she was a monster, okay? Lunell, the comedian, she was one of the co-hosts. And she went online pretty much telling people, like, y'all, we are the problem because we pay – and we subscribe to see filth like this. She says, Zeus is a black network. And she said, it should have more standards than having, you know, than paying Jocelyn all this money to pretty much act that whole ass. She said, we are the problem in the community because we watch stuff like this. Now, let me tell you, Lunella has never seen the show. She was asked by Jocelyn to be a host for the reunion. Now, I do have a subscription with Zeus. But I will tell you, Jocelyn's Cabaret is one of the most messiest shows, and I watch it because it's messy. But like she said, we are adding to the problem. This is why people don't take us serious. This is why people think we're ignorant. This is why pretty much, you know, we're promoting violence within ourselves. This is why we're glorifying the life of stripping, prostitution, all of this stuff. She said, because we keep on subscribing, we keep on watching, we keep on breathing life into something that's so negative. And when she spoke that, I felt it because it's just like, well, damn, why Why am I watching this sort of drama? Who wants to? I'm grown. All these women on there, they grown. Why do I want to keep on subjecting myself to this much drama? Yeah, it's laughs and giggles, but then at the end of the day, y'all, come on, it got to be better. She And she was right. So anyway, the uh, the creator of Zeus, he gets on her live because, you know, she don't have nothing to hide. She, like like Lunell said, I've been in this business a long time. Ain't nothing you can say that's going to hurt me, you know, I, because I, I don't give a fuck. That's exactly what she said. So he gets on there. He's trying to uh, go off on her and talk about some, you need to watch what you say, and um, you can't be telling people not to watch the network. We are only, we're the only all-black network. And you're pretty much discouraging people from watching. She was like, at not at one time did I say I wasn't proud that this was one, a black network. She said, but we have to do better as black people. Because the only shows that you got on here is shows that's promoting this negativity on us. 
You don't have no shows mm-hmm. on here talking about how great we are or, you know, showing our excellence. You got people fighting every day. And like she was saying, y'all feeding these girls Tennessee for breakfast. What you think going to happen? Y'all liquoring yes. them up and then rolling the cameras, you know, waiting to see them react. So, yes. girl, yeah, I just got that to say, y'all, we got to do better. I know, you know, the drama give us giggles and, you know, it's something to talk about. But we got to do better. They got to start showing us in a different light all across all networks because if our own network that's owned by somebody like us, the same color as us, and is displaying that, what do you think these white networks going to do? Of course they're going to keep on displaying us as the rude, the uneducated people, you know? That's why. If they, if our own color is doing that to us, what do you think they got for us? Nothing at all. So, yeah. I, I I totally agree. I got my, like I said, I got my own, well, no, I didn't say this, but I took my own interpretation of it, and I really feel like I got to do better. I don't know about everybody else. I can only speak for myself, but I got to do better on what I watch and what I put in my head. No, I have not let my kids watch this. When they come in the room, this get cut off, I lock my door to watch this. They have not seen not one piece of this cabaret at all. Um, but I got to do better because I can't keep putting this, this stuff in my head. And, you know, I'm I'm an adult. We carry stuff with us, too. Can't. Because I, I promise right. you that song is stuck in my head. I be praying and do it like it's your B-Day, pop in my head while I'm talking to God. I have to ask for forgiveness, but, yeah. So that is what I have to say, y'all. Damn, dear, that's All right. Definitely. Yeah. All right, so we're going to jump right on into the no apology thought followed by the self-affirmations. Go ahead, Complex. Okay, so I got two no apology thoughts this week. Um, the first one is apologies don't fix shit if there's no change behavior with it. Um, I had a long talk with my cousin, and we was just, like, basically just getting off our chest about, like, how just growing up you just never got an apology for people hurting you like you know what I'm saying like they're real quick to call you up when you distance yourself from them but they never want to call and apologize and it's just like mm-hmm. like or, 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 or they do apologize but it'd be like a half-ass one but I'm sorry you feel that way you get what I'm saying like it does not mean shit if you're not going to change the behavior yeah. and accepting those half-ass apologies growing up was what made me accept the bare minimum in a lot of shit um, and my mm. other one is stop giving power to what you already accepted. Now, like I said today at the beginning of the podcast, today was a tough day for me. And, you know, it all worked out. But the old me likes to sit up there and complain and tell everybody, yeah, girl, let me tell you what happened. Stop giving power to it. It already got worked out. So why are you still complaining about it? So that's something that I have to check myself on because, you know, Queen K, you said it before, you know, whatever you focus on, that's how the day's going to go. <laughs> and I do mm-hmm. not want to have another day like that, like I did today. Because, uh, yeah, I cussed somebody out, then cried afterwards, like right after. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> Got to do better. And my self-affirmation, I'm going to give it to law number five, the law of responsibility. Um, It says whatever happens in your life, it happens because of you, and you need to own it. You are the choices you make. And my affirmation I put is I am responsible for the choices I make. I own all that I have made, both good and bad. Change starts with me. So, yep, that's Mm -hmm. all for tonight, folks. Uh, With that being said, I'm Complex Angel. I'm the Vibe. And I'm Queen K. I'm the Vision. And peace and love, y'all. We are out. Peace and love.